0: Hey everybody, this is Kelly Reynolds and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the highlands, who cares about up against the wall by the fruit (laughs) trees, like where's the dragon?
1: Inside the belly of a dragon.
0: To the naughty erotic threesomes with Navy SEALs.
1: Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Okay, good. Really.
0: We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases.
1: We mustn't dwell. No, not today. We can't. Not on Rex Manning Day.
2: You mean the sexual predator Rex Manning? That Rex Manning?
1: Empire Records. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket.
0: Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Hello, baby. See on i will no 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 bring my love right to your brother. Uh, tear me apart, Lisa! We out of a building! Yes, it was very exciting, tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you! That's all
1: I needed to hear.
0: I'm so excited! I'm so scared! <laughs> we don't have to be mean, because remember, no matter where you go, there you are.
1: Hi, welcome Riders Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland, and Haley, how's your day going?
2: Well, Scott, you know, as you know, it's daylight savings time today, so there were a lot of people around the office, and they were looking tired, you know, yawning, still adjusting to the new schedule.
1: Spring forward, fall back.
2: Yes, but not me. Not me. I was wide awake, because you know what the greatest caffeine in the world is?
1: Um, a Liv Tyler movie?
2: <laughs> rage. Pure concentrated rage. So wake up, stub your toe on your uh, the foot of your bed, uh, drink a shot of orange juice after you brush teeth, or if you're me, you could watch this stupid fucking movie.
1: We kick off 90s November with all of all of the episodes we're doing are musical themed or have to do with music or people who think they know shit about music and we kick it off with empire records which i have to thank Haley for filling in because we were originally supposed to have a very special guest and they couldn't make it they're
2: not so special anymore
1: <laughs> they're special <laughs> don't say that they're not going to want to be on the mm-hmm. podcast now <laughs>
2: well forgive me if i'm not warm and fuzzy Actually, I am. I'm wrapped up like a burrito right now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and Stella's next to you. (laughs) Yeah. She's warm and fuzzy. You had to watch a film that was on our watch list of many sleepovers.
2: In the words of a certain movie, I wasn't even supposed to be here. (laughs)
1: That's Clerks. This is Empire Records. The knockoff of Clerks. It clearly is. It's such a Clerks knockoff.
2: First of all. (laughs) First of all. The people in clerks were more competent than the children in this store. Well, Are there no adults? Well, there in is. In this universe. There is, but <laughs> but he's trying to have sex with
1: them. <laughs> Besides Manning.
2: that guy and the guy who actually owns the store. Joe. Are there no adults looking for jobs? Does he have to hire tweens?
1: At a record store? I've never been to a record store in the 90s that didn't have some teenager trying to bang another, you know, teenager. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going in to a record store and it also happened to my mom years later. (laughs) She went into a comic book store and people were making out behind the register. I went into the Strawberries where I grew up and there were like... A girl who had nothing but metal in her face, teeth, nose, ears, braces, and rings.
2: So what you're saying is it was like he was making out with a toolbox.
1: I was was trying to go with...
2: Watch out for the wrench!
1: I was trying to go with, you know, an automaton. It was like Hugo, but if Jude Law fucked the robot thing.
2: The robot thing.
1: Yeah, the automaton.
2: <laughs> That's the sequel to uh, uh, that movie you just mentioned, Hugo. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, so, before we dive deep, why don't you give us the blockbuster? Do we rule? have to
2: dive deep? I'm I'm perfectly happy over here in the shallow end.
1: <laughs> why don't you I give got a- my
2: floaties and everything? Why
1: don't you give us the blockbuster rule?
2: Oh God! See, um, I didn't
1: say the three names.
2: Teeny boppers slowly try to destroy a record store from the inside out all in the name of sticking it to the man
1: yeah that's about right
2: and they get all the STDs along the way
1: I wouldn't just say teeny boppers I would say all of the emo rock punk posers they're the
2: human equivalent of belly button lint yeah they're also I hate every single one of them
1: they're also like the white face of of like different genres. You got the punk. You got the princess. Oh, you got I'm, the.
2: I'm sure that was purposeful.
1: It's like if someone took John Hughes and you stuck him in a light socket, and then <laughs> <laughs> this is like John Hughes's less talented brother.
2: I came to a realization as I was driving home today and thinking about this movie. Go on. These are all the people that end up in a saw film. Think about it. Oh my you have god. The junkie. You have the stoner. You have the the princess who's also like a drug addict. You have a sexually liberated woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the goth girl. Yep. The goth girl is the one who usually lives. Yeah. So I saw this. This was like this is a guilty pleasure movie for me. I I know it's bad. I know this film is shit. I do, I do. The soundtrack is pretty good. Um, debatable. You like you like a few songs on this. No, song. I don't. You like that Edward Collins song, "Never Met a Girl Like You." Oh before. yeah, well. And there's like three cranberry songs.
2: Listen, just because you put a cherry on top of a shit Sunday <laughs> <He> does not <laughs> make it a Sunday.
1: I love I love how we were watching this and, and our friend uh Lil's who's been on the po- podcast, you're like, you should have had her on. And I was like, she's busy. <laughs> you must suffer. You hit the gypsy with your car.
2: No, but you hit a deer with mine. I didn't <laughs> mean to <laughs> I'm sorry, you walked right into that one, <laughs> or rather, you drove into it like the deer.
1: Thanks. <laughs> so, if, you, if you're unfamiliar with Empire Records, here's a little backstory. What was supposed to be uh, this guy whose name is? By
2: and- the way, by the way, lest we gloss over it, Scott is fine. The deer, not so much.
1: Yeah, the cop went into the woods and started to un- undo the strap of the gun that holds it in place. Like, yeah,
2: because he was he was probably hoping to put the poor thing out of its misery. And I,
1: I turned to the other cop. I'm like, what? What's he gonna do? What's his officer? What's he gonna do? God, don't
2: you know the penalty for hitting God's creatures?
1: I didn't think he was gonna kill me. I knew he was gonna kill no, the deer, I know, I know, and I, I know. was
2: like, no, no. <laughs> Uh,
1: but he's like, "Oh, the deer! The deer ran away, and it's probably gonna die." And on for him. you,
2: all you animal lovers out there, there's no way he could have avoided it. It just jumped out there. Yeah, it was mid-flight.
1: And and to know to know how how much of a sensitive animal lover I was, as soon as I did it, I started crying. I was like, "Why? Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Why'd you run in the road? Why?" Yeah, that was me.
2: <laughs> Back to the movie!
1: So, yeah. Yay! The, the movie is directed by a man, and I kid you not. Never
2: mind, I, rem- I was just reminded how filled with rage I am. Go on.
1: The movie is directed by a man named Alan Moyle.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say Ellen Moore.
1: <laughs> a- N- Alan Moore, <laughs> yes. But this he he wrote this to be like a very, almost like clerks meets... Kids, which if you don't know what kids is about, it's about a boy who is plagued with drugs and AIDS and decides to deflower virgins with his AIDS penis. That's the entire movie. Haley, he looks terrifying.
2: That's what we call murder. <laughs> no, actually, that is. Yeah. If, if you if you willingly spread AIDS. <laughs> Attempted murder. Yeah,
1: um, it's
2: literally assault with a deadly that's weapon. That's the cliff
1: notes. There's more to it. There's more subtext. Yeah. It has. Okay. To, well, we can. But it. but that that yeah. yeah. And then clerics is about a guy who goes to work all day. <laughs> um, so the point is, it's about troubled kids, <laughs> like kids, but these kids aren't troubled's
2: a word for it.
1: Yeah, these kids aren't really troubled. So the the, the main character who you hate is the. The store profit Lucas, who...
2: What I've been uh, calling an SLS, which is Haley speak for smug little shit.
1: He really is. I
2: want to slap the big fuzzy eyebrows right off his goddamn smug
1: face. He's played by Rory Cochran, who his big movie was right before this. He was in Dazed and Confused. And he played the stoner, catch you later... So they turned him from a stoner to kind of a beatnik cuz he dresses like he should be going to a coffee house. And
2: well, yeah, I was going to say he dresses um like the the artist guy from uh oh uh the movie the giant robot I'm oh, having it
1: a- uh Iron Giant. He dresses you. like Dean.
2: Yes, he dresses like Dean.
1: What if he just started doing like, Allen Ginsberg poems and he was like Like
2: he he yeah, he snaps his fingers.
1: Society is like a cow, but the udder is dry, 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 dry. Drip, 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 drip drip goes the empire of the record store. Moo. (laughs) Stop, wait. The pumpkins are smashing into the doors of the cranberries radio head on the radio doesn't make sense <laughs> what that's what that's what he's like why
2: are you quoting your fortune cookie that you got last night what if
1: that was th- what if that was a fortune cookie I was like what the fuck is this radio head on the radio smashing the pumpkins of the doors your
2: lucky numbers are 42 three six and 76 <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> For another fortune, please go on to... Have you noticed that on the back of Fortune Cookies, they give you a website that has other fortunes?
2: I've noticed that fortune cookies aren't fortunes anymore. <laughs> I remember when I got fortunes like you and your wife full live happily in your days together, and now I just...
1: How is your wife?
2: She's great, thank you.
1: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Alan Moyle wrote and directed this, and it was supposed to be much darker, The only reason this movie got made is because Warner Brothers wanted to have another hit soundtrack because the Bodyguard soundtrack made like billions of Uh, dollars. So they basically made a movie to make a soundtrack. And that's why all of the artists on the soundtrack are like the Gin Blossoms, the Cranberries,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like really good musicians. These
2: artists didn't deserve this. They didn't deserve it, Scott. I, it,
1: it's really hard. I, I'm definitely going to be making fun of this movie, especially Rex Manning, but we'll get to him.
2: There's an ashtray made of, er, not an ashtray, sorry. Uh, uh, Kleenex w- box yeah, cover. Kleenex box made of cigarettes. One, why? Two, why? How? Also, why? Well, you got to
1: remember, this was 95. Like, the big thing was like, making kitschy things and making Uh, kleenex box covers i would making kleenex box covers was a huge seller in the 90s my mom owned three
2: (laughs) was i born in the 90s i don't remember this
1: (laughs) yeah my mom am i a
2: time traveler
1: (laughs) yeah it, it was basically a box that goes on top of your kleenex box to keep it dust free
2: Oh, oh, no, I, I still see them. I just didn't realize it was a huge oh, craft yeah. oh, wave. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And apparently, I guess, everyone loves cigarette ash on their Kleenex.
1: They were lit. <laughs> they were unlit cigarettes.
2: Uh, oh, wait, and, I, but, know yeah, I know who made that. I know who made that. same, Yeah, the same guy who's gluing quarters to the floor. Yeah, the artist. Like an asshole. Everything Republicans say about millennials... Is true of these children, but they're not they millennials. They are selfish, <laughs>
1: exactly. They're exactly. Gen X-ers. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like I liked AJ growing up. I I I told you this. AJ's okay, fine.
2: He's milk toast.
1: But I I I used to wear. I still wear cardigans. But he's the reason why, as a kid, I wore cardigans. I wanted to be like him. I even grew hair. Oh, my I era. thought you were going to
2: say the Golden Girls.
1: <laughs> yes, I wanted to be Miss Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> empire Records. His empire better be on the record.
2: Uh, these these children could learn something from the Golden Girls. Several things, in well, fact. At
1: the end of the movie, the in Golden the Girls of- show up. <laughs> They, what? Not the actual Golden Girls. Remember those three old ladies who were drinking beer? Oh, yeah. But yeah, so the movie stars Anthony LaPaglia, who you're like, who the fuck's this guy? Yes. And, and you're like, why does he have a New York accent? That's the fakest New York accent. And I'm like, it's because he's Australian. And Rex Manning was also Australian, too. Yeah. So...
2: But the basic gist of it is, all these children work at a record store. They all have, have problems jobs quotation marks around jobs. But they all
1: they're all troubled. Yeah. So this yeah, w-
2: and then one of them, you know, uh, the SLS smug little shit Lucas. Um, he closes the store one night and then decides to take all the money. And
1: but he thinks he's being altruistic. He thinks the, he's. The, be-
2: the,
1: uh, <sighs> <laughs> you look so Altru- mad.
2: Altruistic is leaving well enough or er- alone, or adding to what's already there, not not taking it to Atlantic City.
1: He should have taken two thousand dollars of the money if he was going to take it.
2: How and- about none? Well, how about none? None is fine. But see, maybe they- don't steal.
1: Okay, so we we talked about. While we were watching this, or actually, you screamed at the at the movie screen. This has too many tonal issues.
2: It does. Like it's all over the place. So yeah,
1: I explained this to you. He made a drama. He wanted a drama. He wanted. That's why uh, one of the main characters tries to kill herself. That's why one of them's addicted to speed. That's why one of them is. Uh, what did, what does Renee Zellweger call herself? The Turbo Slut.
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, and that's why AJ is a sensitive artist. Like, they're supposed to be sad characters, and the studio is like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. We want this like clerks. We need a J. And that's why they added the characters of Eddie, the, the pizza guy, the guy who worked at the pizza place, and Mark, who you hated Mark.
2: Who is Mark again?
1: He was the stoner. Oh. Who always listened to death metal, but he dressed like, you know, he belonged in... Green Day?
2: Yeah, he also might have epilepsy, which is a very... Se- I'm not joking. I f- I feel like just based on the way he was moving in some shots, I, I feel like he has undiagnosed I, epilepsy. I, I say think- that in all seriousness. It's a very serious medical condition, and he needs to get checked.
1: I think that was just Ethan Embry eating up the scene. He was chewing the scenery, and he was just moving around.
2: There's chewing, and then there's what he was doing. Well,
1: he'll be back. We'll be talking about him later this month because he's in another movie we're doing later this month. Well, he is. He also
2: plays Coyote on Grace and Frankie.
1: Yes, and speaking of Coyote, so... He's much
2: better in that show. He really is. Um, He's grown. He
1: was also in Can't Hardly Wait, (laughs) which is another 90s movie that you haven't seen, and I think you would actually like it because Seth Green's in it. Mm. And he's delightful. Okay. But, so, speaking of Coyote, uh, one of the sensitive people who works at the store is Coyote Shivers, who is...
2: Uh, wait, he, he's supposed to be a stoner, right?
1: Coyote Shivers? Yeah. Berko?
2: The, the No, the kid oh, we were Mark. just talking about. Mark, Mark,
1: yes. Big time. so But, but, but,
2: Pot doesn't make you do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> but... What was that? (laughs) One more time. Is this. Was this movie their, like, extra attempt at making Reefer Madness?
1: Well, once again, they were trying to be like Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob.
2: But Clerks is a more accurate depiction of, like, drug use.
1: Yeah. I mean kind of they don't really do drugs. I mean, the,
2: the, uh, yeah, but I'm saying like the, the stoner guy, you know,
1: Jay and is, Silly Bob is, is a stoner. Like <laughs> um so, yeah, I mean, Mark Mark is first off Ethan Embry who plays him was only like 15 years old and you can tell. Yeah. He's the youngest looking one. He was like 14 or 15.
2: Oh, we're forgetting about another important side character. Who? The Jailbird
1: Oh, Warren.
2: Yeah, Warren.
1: Who his name's not Warren?
2: I could do an entire podcast about Warren. Yeah,
1: we're we're skipping yeah. around so yeah. much because this movie Not is, that
2: we're trying to like, you know, describe the whole movie.
1: No, we're not going to describe the whole movie, but getting back to Mark. Mark is there's a scene where he is watching a music video. And I need to talk about this because the brownies he's eating are clearly pot brownies. But Warner Brothers was so dead set on getting a PG-13 rating that the line uh, where the pizza guy is like, oh, I made them extra special for you. They're my special brownies. So you know what that means. Apparently in the script it said, you know, there's a lot of weed in them. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You have to change it to, so there's a lot of extra sugar. Wink. And that's what they changed it to. And as a kid watching it, I'm like, oh, so there's just, what, is he having a sugar high? Is that- it would
2: have been better if like, he's like, oh, so you know what's in them, right? A mother's love. <laughs> 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 Wink.
1: Well, yeah, I I also have a, a problem with the character of Eddie, the pizza guy, because that role, and you didn't believe this when I, well, I mean, you believed it, but Toby Maguire was cast in this movie. They filmed all of his scenes and he was supposed to be a depressed character who like Deb was suicidal and they were supposed to have like a suicide pack and 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 they're like, "Whoa, whoa, this is too sad. No, we need two stoners in this movie so they completely cut out Toby Maguire and no make one
2: Make it sad, but make it like a tolerable sad. Like
1: they are a scene that I love in this movie, that when we were watching it, you were like, "That scene wasn't bad," was when Joe goes to Deb asking her after she shaves off all of her hair if she's. Okay. That
2: scene was fine, but it did not belong in this right. movie. Right,
1: but it that's did what did
2: not belong in this the movie. The entire
1: tone of the movie was supposed to be that scene.
2: It's it's just a roller coaster question. It, but not. Like the fun kind where you throw your hands up in the air. Like the scary kind where it, it's like, like you're going down. up. No, no, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Ferris wheel at the fair that my town has every year. Going up, like, it's fine. Everything's cool.
1: And then you realize it's put together with like rubber bands and tape.
2: Yeah, duct tape specifically. When you see the duct tape... You question your whole life. Where am I going? What do I want in life? Well, none of that matters now.
1: Is is that sprocket held together with chewing gum? Yep. I don't fucking like this.
2: And you look down and you see the carny, and the carny looks like he's on walking a razor's edge between... Uh,
1: Black tar heroin and regular heroin. Yes,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> God, I hope it's a heroin day.
2: And he's just debating if he wants, you know, to take people down with him. And I might be one of those people.
1: (laughs) But question, if the movie was more in tone to the Joe and Deb scene where they kept the the drama and didn't try to wedge in comedy into a movie where a guy who has no comedic timing wrote it, would you like the movie more? Listen,
2: we've already have proof that a record store going out of business can work as a movie. You know what that movie is.
1: High Fidelity.
2: Well, kind of, but not the one I was thinking of. (laughs) Hearts Beat Loud. Oh,
1: that's right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Which, who knows? We might be talking about it in December or January. Whenever award season is- Or March
2: or April. (laughs) No, Whenever award season is- I know, I'm just messing with you now.
1: Snubs and shrugs. Anyways, but yeah, you're right we have seen it and also that that is the perfect blend of comedy and drama and heart
2: yeah it just centers around a different story between a father and you know and, and daughter well but f- this like they could have made the main focus the the store owner whose name escapes me joe joe, joe well he's
1: the manager mitch is the store owner
2: whatever mitch is
1: the yuppie douche
2: whatever. dude whatever
1: who wanted the bidet place? He's like, This used to be a bidet, bath, and shower place.
2: I could have been the toilet king of this city. But the thing that's fucked up about that
1: is when he saw that, he was like five years old. Because he said then his beatnik dad turned it into a record store. And it said Empire Records since like 1973.
2: You could say his dreams went down the toilet. Oh! But what five-year-old
1: wants to run a bidet store? One with a very
2: peculiar fetish.
1: I like it when the water goes up my butthole.
2: (laughs) I like to feel excessively clean.
1: That's why I keep asking, Father, will you take me to Japan where the toilets go on and off and shoot water up your bum? That boy.
2: Some dreams are quite literally... Made of shit.
1: Do you think that that, that that... Speaking
2: of exploding toilets, that happened to me today too. Not to me. <laughs> not to me. But someone.
1: Did you stick your cherry bomb down a toilet?
2: No, I literally, I was just, you know, sitting there and I hear in the next all over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we call that the Appalachian a- Old Faithful. <laughs> a,
2: a pipe burst when <laughs> the toilet was flushed.
1: Yeah. We call that the Appalachian Old Faithful.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: Did it get on your shoes? Do we need to throw out your
2: shoes? No, no. It, it, it just sprayed everywhere. It didn't like seep out. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That's still
1: gross. That's still disgusting. I mean, there's a toilet scene in this movie that's really gross too. When Liv Tyler has her breakdown and, and Robin Tunney is dumps her head in the water and then pulls down her pants and starts peeing in the
2: toilet. Oh, I mean that's just I, I don't really think that's gross. It's just a girl peeing, but okay.
1: Well I don't think it's gross that she was peeing. I just No,
2: no, I just I just mean like it didn't really register to me. I'm saying that There's there was so many other things I found bothersome.
1: I'm just saying there was no need for her to go pee in that scene. Eh. It's like why don't you just sit on the toilet and not go. <laughs> you just dumped her head in the in the water. Wait, in the toilet water? No, she dumped her head oh, in the sink. Oh,
2: I was like, I totally missed that.
1: <laughs> yes, she she says, out of my way, Liv Tyler, and then she stands on the sink and she pees.
2: <laughs> hey, there might have been a lot of things I missed when, you know, I, I might have just blocked them out. I mean, okay, so the,
1: the big thing of of the movie is that it takes place... After Lucas loses nine thousand dollars, yeah, he
2: does so in hopes of like trying, like he thinks that the his... he's gonna
1: get Joe eighteen thousand dollars to buy Empire Records because it's becoming uh, basically music town, which is Virgin. It, it looks exactly like Virgin Mega Store. Yeah, um, which if you've never been to a Virgin Mega Store, it's Target with CDs. <laughs> That's We're
2: pretty all it sure is. sure This is the same record store from Josie and the Pussycats. I'm all but certain.
1: It's it's the one that her boyfriend worked at. Okay, the the guy who sang the songs. All right, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Okay. It is. You're right. I am. Yes. Yay! Because they filmed both movies in Delaware. (laughs) Because when you want to make a movie, brownie
2: points for me, extra sugar. (laughs) If you want
1: (laughs) to, (laughs) if you. Fuck you. If you wanna make a movie and you don't want anyone to bug you on set, you film in Delaware. And it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Connecticut.
2: Is that on their side? <laughs> if you wanna make a movie and you don't want anyone to bug you, film here.
1: It should be. Now I'm gonna make a fake postcard in Photoshop that says, You wanna make a movie and you don't want anyone to bug you? Delaware. <laughs> Delaware. I just love how um, everyone is making a big deal about this celebrity who's coming, Rex Manley. Oh, Manning, God. Who, okay. He's supposed to be like John Stamos.
2: I thought he kind of looked like John Stamos at first. It what? was the hair. It was the hair. <laughs> um, but, like, first of all, this guy should be what, to to these kids, what,
1: David Jones of the monkeys,
2: yeah, like just any obscure I'm trying to th- i I can't think of a good one. I know I thought of Michael Bolton last night, well, he's but, he's like he's but like but Michael, Michael Bolton's
1: David Cassidy from the Partridge family,
2: yes, yeah. thank you, yeah, he's like David Cassidy. I
0: think I love you, so what am I so afraid
2: of, yeah. That's what he should be to these kids. He is. They show the music. No, no. Literally one of these girls want makes a point of saying I'm going to lose my virginity to That's this Liv like, Tyler's character. Yes. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with that. First of all, she clearly has some daddy issues.
1: Because Oh, oh, you think you think? She she gets a nice bouquet of flowers from her dad that congratulates her on getting into Harvard and she's like that fucking asshole.
2: Yeah. So
1: Nothing's ever good enough, for right?
2: Literally Anna. we the, we first meet her, she's getting into her car with her with the turbo slut. Her words, not mine.
1: You have an Academy Award winning actress in this Did movie. Did she
2: win an Academy but award by this time?
1: At this time, she had been nominated. So this came out, like, I think a few months before Jerry Maguire. Oh, so I've she, never seen Jerry Maguire. So. But she got nominated for an Oscar that year. Already. Um. So she went from doing this movie to doing Jerry Maguire. All right. And she actually But looks, then
2: she wasn't nominated then. You said she was nominated for Jerry Maguire, but Jerry Maguire came after. Same year. But still... This came out in April. A- anyway, <laughs> so she gets into the car with her buddy there, Turbo Slut. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and uh, her friend proceeds to tell her, like, today's the day. The day I'm going to lose my virginity. To and she has this album cover.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. You skipped something. What? The, the, the line that made your eyes roll so far into the back of your skull when... When Liv Tyler comes out and she made cupcakes and she goes, when did you find time? And she goes, there's 24 usable hours in the average day. And you just went, ugh. (laughs) It made me laugh so hard just hearing you go, ugh. Yeah, in
2: my case, 15 of them are for napping. (laughs) 15,
1: more like 21. There's three usable hours in a day for you. You're you're I'm a
2: very I'm very productive in those three hours. The rest of the time, I'm hanging onto the tree and growing moss on my back.
1: You're you're like Rachel McAdams in About bad time, where all she wants to do is nap. Yep. <laughs> ah, the life. But yeah, so she has the post uh, the record of Rex Manning. Where they clearly just took his his image from it's such Greece to faded
2: like like picture, and she's like she keeps stroking the lips like she's giving the lips like a rim job with her finger. Oh, <sighs> but oh. that's what she's doing. <laughs> Our
1: apologies to the Rim Job Association of America.
2: Stop <laughs> making up these disgusting foundations. <laughs> You bring shame upon the true foundation, the nipple one.
1: The nipple foundation? Yes. With the March of Dimes?
2: (laughs) It's so silly. (laughs) It's so silly, and it's only for us. (laughs) Everyone else is is rolling their eyes. (laughs) Here we are.
1: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Oh, man, these married people are just Making up
2: fake shit for our own entertainment um but so j- j- just uh, uh, like who <laughs> there's no like leonardo dicaprio in this world no tom cruise that she can like fawn over he, no she has to fawn over this 45 fabio, year old this aged fabio
1: a 45 year old man he,
2: who dresses in purple satin with fringe
1: yeah and his hair like he's complaining about his hair I didn't notice a difference from the music video to the hair that he actually had. Like, yeah. Can we talk about that music video?
2: Oh, you mean the one where there's Say a bed no on more, the beach and he's dressed no like more. like uh he's wearing
1: he's wearing the pirate shirt from Seinfeld.
2: Yes, he is wearing the pirate shirt. And, <laughs> like, uh, but every woman is in like black lace, but they have scarves because it's cold on the beach, Scott. <laughs> well, it's
1: also supposed to be the Robert Palmer Um, addicted to love music video where he has nothing but women play the instruments.
2: Can you imagine how much, like, like, first of all, let's talk about the logistics of a bed on the beach. It looks great in a sandals commercial. (laughs) 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 But the reality
1: is,
2: (laughs) but the reality is you gotta have like a bucket of water (laughs) at the end of that bed that you can stick your feet in so you're not getting sand in the bed because (laughs) when you fuck on that bed, you will find that you're getting sand in places you never thought could sand could exist.
1: Like where? Please. Go on. Elaborate. I dare Armpits,
2: you. Scott. <laughs> Armpits. What else would I be talking about?
1: But yeah, Rex Manning should be in prison because...
2: Rex Manning will go to prison. Because, so... Two 17-year-old girls
1: throw themselves at him, and he has sex with one of them. Yeah. But when, when Liv Tyler, when Tori throws herself at him, the thing that turns her off is when he unzips his pants and says, rock and roll.
2: Yeah, like she makes him a nice like lunch with, like complete with, like actually she takes the flowers that her dad <laughs> gives her and like and, makes a little, like a little delightful little meal for him huh. like she sets well, let, the table let, let, all it, nice it, it,
1: it's a fuck face <laughs> she yeah. makes a fuck face and then,
2: i did appreciate though that her underwear does not match her bra although if you are going to fuck the man of your dreams oh gross sorry i threw up in my mouth um if you are planning on fucking the man of your dreams most women would put in the effort <laughs> to make the match but hey you know i i appreciated the realism but how
1: creepy is that? When like she she's like, I'm not a little girl anymore, and then he just unzips his pants and goes rock and roll. Do you think it? The it, look
2: on her face.
1: Do you think his old man balls fell out, and she was just like, oh god.
2: Ugh. I hope that was the case. But I mean, the oh, re- uh, it's, it's
1: so leathery. The, the tri- oh. it's like a baseball glove. <laughs> she's in a league of her own. <laughs>
2: It's like that creature from the Dark Crystal.
1: <laughs> it's a skeksy.
2: No, uh, well, skek. Yeah, one part of it maybe. <gasps> I was thinking that little fuzzy creature that rolls on the ground.
1: Oh, a fuzzwig. Yeah, a fizzgig. A fizzgig. Yeah,
2: fizzgig. <laughs> Two fizzgigs and a skeksy.
1: <laughs> but he's so old. Rex Manning is so old. Like he. De- Debbie Mazar, who plays his his agent or his publicist, who's in like the movie for five minutes, mm. like people just come in and come out. It, uh... You can tell that they had bigger roles.
2: Yeah. Well, can we go back to talking about the the Liv Tyler thing? Oh god. well, j- no, just because that rolls into the whole thing with AJ. Mm-hmm. Like, just the reality of what she's about to do like hits her, and like. I did like that in terms of, like, it's clear that, one, she's been fantasizing of this forever, and when confronted with the reality, she's just like, oh, shit, what am I about to do? This is so wrong. Because I think she'd realize, basically, it would be,
1: like, fucking her dad.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is.
1: Once again, Rex Manning is so old. Like, you can also tell like what a predator he is, like when the people are getting autographs. Which I could spend an entire episode talking about the guy wearing the the satin shirt, who when he comes out and blows a kiss to the women, he just goes oh, and he like passes out.
2: Or the old lady who proceeds to say no to... more, Mona more, say no more, Mona more. Yeah, that lady. Oh my But God. you know what? I feel like, you know...
1: But it, it's the it's the teenage girl who is like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know who you are. This is from yeah, my, my mom. Yeah, my mom really loved you. Does she have all her teeth? Never mind. Like, that's a line in the movie. Someone yeah. got paid money to, sit and to write that line.
2: You know, I mean, I'm sure, uh, like, what, you know, every celebrity, though, has encountered these exact people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you're a bigger creep than the creeps
2: yeah that is true
1: like max caulfield is he's an actor like i'm not gonna say he's a good actor or a bad actor because he made a choice and he went with it because like i love how he's like oh you're a sweet kid to tori and like he doesn't want to really have sex with her but he's like yeah the broads here and then with renee zellweger he's like yep let's go let's go do it
0: i don't know it's just something i've always been able to do i can tell you what color and what kind
1: all right what am i wearing now
2: jockeys navy blue am i right
0: i don't know
2: well why don't you check it out and you let me know
0: another sixty four thousand dollar question
2: Yeah, I was really disappointed in that choice.
1: Yeah, like I remember when it just went
2: You're undermining the whole thing. Even if even if Renee Zellweger refers to herself as a turbo slut and she like even if she comes out wearing nothing but an apron, which
1: we'll get back to. uh, Yeah. But I have a question. So that term Turbo slut is that the sequel toy in Jingle All the Way that goes with Turbo Man?
2: Yes. That's his wife. <laughs> yeah.
1: Does it also look like Renee liquor?
2: <laughs> yes, complete with bazooka. <laughs> um,
1: bazookas. B-
2: yeah, bazookas. Um, but I just, I, I feel it just was not necessary to the story. You could have easily, like, the whole point, I guess, is that Liv Tyler, like, has her breakdown after she witnesses her friend coming out with, you know, the guy who she's been fantasizing over. Oh,
1: oh, the things she says. How could you
0: man with Rex Manning? I hate you. Gina, you better go home. Uh, Am I fired? Have I fired anyone today? No. Why would I start with you? So is this how your life's going to be now, huh? You're just going to screw every has-been until your tits fall down and they don't want you anymore?
1: Things that everyone says to Renee Zellweger, which which, let's appreciate the fact that we have two very positive female role models in this movie. Now that... I I Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Can I finish? May I finish? All right, I'm finished. Positive in the loosest terms. No, but but Renee Zellweger is sex-positive. She doesn't see any shame in what she does, like like
2: no, and that's fine, which is why and then
1: the second female role model is Debbie Mazar as as Jane, because she doesn't want to be treated like shit anymore by Rex Manning, so she quits and and that's a good message to send women. If you don't want to be treated like shit, you walk away from an oppressive dick in a purple fizzy shirt.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, but and then chance or you call the Joe. cops. Hey, you know <laughs> that's also an option. That
1: that's what should have happened. Like after he he bangs Renee Zellweger, he should go up to sign more autographs. Be like, so who do I make this out to, Chris Hansen? Yeah. <laughs> so you wanted to have sex in the mailroom?
2: Is that what that was?
1: It, it was supposed to be like the copy room and oh, like it right. had like yeah. all the... Yeah. yeah. So she said she could guess your underwear.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen and this is
2: Dateline. Literally, when Renee Zellweger comes out, her boss's first reaction, first of all, AJ has the appropriate reaction, which is grabbing this guy by his shirt, throwing him... On the ground and beating him senseless because you took that is advi- the appropriate reaction because
1: you took advantage of a child. Yes, she is a child.
2: Yes, and but the one adult in the room actually tries to hold AJ back. <laughs> and then, then Rex Manning. There's a generational thing going on here. Then
1: Rex Manning, after sleeping with a 17 year old punches a 17 year old he's just, just breaking all the you laws you
2: can't have a, a a guy like joe who pretend who covers for his foster son yeah that comes in later yeah you can't have him be so concerned about his employee who attempted suicide and then when one of his employees is
1: technically sexually assaulted yes He just, he's like, oh, another day.
2: Yes. Statutory rape has been committed in his place of work. And he decides he's just going to sit on the sidelines and just let the guy go.
1: I love, okay, someone actually brought that up on a Reddit. Um, They're like, wasn't Renee Zellwicker's character 17? And someone's like, oh, you never know that. She was a senior in high school, so she could have been 18. No. <laughs> no. A bat she's still in high school
2: until she has a diploma, she is not an adult. Well, that's not quite how it works, but <laughs> but it's just it's still it's an older man taking advantage of a younger girl.
1: Yeah, it's a creepy Humbert Humbert Lolita <laughs> situation. Yes, and
2: because we don't know her exact age, but we do know she is a teenager. We don't know exactly how old it's just gross. It's just it's it's gross, um, and uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about this part anymore. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about your favorite part, which is when we meet Warren, where Lucas. So Lucas, Luke- the
2: only part Luke- I enjoyed. Lucas in this has whole to movie.
1: St- Lucas has to sit on the couch until Joe figures out what to do with him because he took the money and instead of being a decent human being and Lucas saying I took the money to help everyone so that I could double our money and you could buy He's the thing he just
2: annoys me with like oh the money's in Atlantic City well i told the a guy you hadn't deposited yet why would you tell him that it's in atlantic city oh yeah, why did you lie oh you little bastard <sighs> you little bastard
1: well, so, but Lucas, so Lucas, they never really go into this. Lucas is Joe's foster son.
2: Which, way to bury the lead. They do. This is, he's, it's not, I don't understand why you wait till the fucking end.
1: Lucas is also, he's supposed to become be becoming the assistant manager. So when Joe becomes the owner. Yeah. Which is, because this was originally supposed to be two days and Warner Brothers is like, instead of doing like two days in the life of these people, what if we just did a quick 24 hours? And he's like, well, then I can't tell the full story. So, yeah, Lucas, uh, yeah. it was supposed to be a coming of age story for Lucas to become an adult. And instead, it's he. He proves what a child he is. But the one thing he does that's smart is he sees a shoplifter and he tr- he stops the shoplifter who's played by, the guy's name is Brian? Uh, Sexton. Well, he stops
2: him by pointing out, like, hey, that's a big jacket you got there. And, and the Warren's like, oh, all the better to steal your shit with. And um, well, then I- Warren, immediately knowing he's been caught, tries to flee, and then Lucas, like, goes around the back. Like, he just, like, he he knows exactly how to corral these How many
1: shoplifters criminals. do you think Lucas has caught?
2: oh, by this time, clearly a ton. This is a very practiced man at work. Okay,
1: so what's your favorite moment in this, this montage of him trying to get him?
2: Literally when um, I think he's sitting in a car and he's like reading a newspaper or something.
1: My my favorite is when he runs out, when Warren run, runs out into the line and he just pops forward and leans onto the... Yeah, yeah, I think,
2: yeah, that was actually it. Um... I knew it was like him leaning on a car or being in a car.
1: But, yeah. But. That's how he catches him. He's yeah. hiding in a car that is yeah. on a that conveyor was belt. the <laughs>
2: only moment of this movie I actually enjoyed. I could literally. Why couldn't this movie just be like kid in a store, kid sees a shoplift, like the bicycle, but a shoplifter?
1: The bicycle?
2: The bicycle, like that Italian black and white movie you're always going on about.
1: The bicycle thieves.
2: Thank you. That one. Like the bicycle thieves.
1: First off, the Italian movie I'm always going off about is Cinema Paradiso. You just got lucky with the bicycle thieves.
2: <laughs> but see, like Clerks is like a modern day uh waiting for Godot. This could have been the modern day bicycle thieves
1: where someone just steals his his record collection yeah and
2: i'm just chasing and trying to find creative ways to corner the kid but that would be
1: a good movie and and
2: (laughs) that's not what they set out to make
1: yeah like so the reason why like my friends always wanted to rent this at at sleepovers is for two reasons renee zellweger in her underwear Liv tyler in her underwear they were 12-year-old boys. Well, yeah. And if Big Mouth taught us anything. Yeah.
2: Um, do you feel, by the way, do you feel older and older the more you say the word sleepover? When Slumber I, party? No. Like, when I hear the word sleepover, I just, like, I'm just, it's like my own mortality echoing back itself back at me.
1: Why is my hand turning into dust? No! That picture is supposed to be getting older, not me. <laughs> Um, but I will say that I got mistaken for a high schooler the other day and it felt fantastic. (laughs) They're like, uh, aren't you going to be late for school? I'm like, no, but thank you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, your, your mom and I, when we went out for coffee one day, uh, she met someone who was like, oh, you know, are you in school? And it's like, no, I'm married to her son. (laughs) Is he in prison? What?
1: (laughs) Because they thought you were a high school. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: surprised they didn't. You know, well, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think they heard when she said, "Oh, this is my (laughs) daughter-in-law." So weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, actually, I just finished my book report.
1: (laughs) You have to leave now. Now
2: we're going on a field trip. (laughs) Doop doop doop. Um, he says I can have a chocolate milk if I'm really good and I listen.
1: <laughs> I I do need to talk about something that's incredibly uncomfortable in this movie. So I was telling you as we were watching it, Liv Tyler's stepdad was in this movie. And
2: uh, Oh, when you told me that.
1: Okay, I got I got Oh, no. You know but they don't. Oh, no. So let me explain. Do they have to know? Yes. So Haley thought Anthony LaPaglia, who plays Joe, was her stepdad. Because so I was like, who do you think her stepdad is? And she points at Joe, him, right? <laughs> and I go, no.
2: Or Rex Manning, that guy. Yeah.
1: No, it's Coyote Shivers, who played Burko. And Burko,
2: not to be confused with the guy who later played Coyote on *Crazy and Frankie*. Right, not
1: not Ethan Embry.
2: <laughs> Too many coyotes.
1: So Coyote Shivers is uh, a musician. He wrote the music. Did his
2: parents actually name him Coyote, or is I doubt it? Uh, it's a stage name, right? I did, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but he he is a musician. His music has been featured in movies, TV. He wrote the theme song. To if anyone is a fan of the Kids in the Hall, he wrote the theme song to Kids in the Hall. And when Craig born hosted The Daily Show back in 97, he wrote the theme song to that before They Might Be Giants, you know, wrote a better theme song.
2: <laughs> I love how you gave us this whole IMDb. <laughs> but he
1: was 22 or 23 and married to Liv Tyler's mom. So he who
2: was at this time in
1: her 40s.
2: Yeah. I mean, I had a grandmother, what's well, it not grandmother, great grandmother, who was 10 years older than her husband. But I look at this boy in this movie who still has. He looks like he's, he's got an a excellent face. candidate for a proactive commercial. Yeah. he... He's just. I don't get it. I don't get it. He
1: he looks like he looks like the Sandman from Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. He
2: does. He definitely does. <laughs>
1: so, so yeah, he is. Um, it, it's creepy to be like, oh, I'm gonna be in the scene with my daughter.
2: Mm-hmm. Where, by the way, one of those scenes, she's in nothing but her underwear. Yay.
1: Well, so apparently he hated making this movie so much that he looked for any way out of like not being in scenes. Because
2: his soon-to-be stepdaughter was in it?
1: Not soon-to-be. It was his stepdaughter. Yeah. Soon-to-be ex-stepdaughter. <laughs> yeah.
2: How long, long you, were they married?
1: A couple of years. Not even.
2: Okay.
1: You know, yeah. stars.
2: Yeah. Once the midlife crisis ended.
1: Yeah. So that's just so creepy. That's so gross. And he's his character is supposed to be in love with Deb, played by Robin Tunney, who had to shave off all of her hair.
2: Yeah, when we saw that uh, like if I'm like, is it a wig? Like, you know
1: And I was like, No, she did that. Those it, are
2: scary scissors.
1: They paid her five thousand dollars. Those
2: are like, like your grandmother's old rusty, like like, oh, no, wait, not your grandmother's scissors. Those look like the scissors that, like, you find in, like, an art classroom, but they've been there, like, forever because of budget cuts, and they're rusted in the corners.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this, the studio's like, we'll pay you, like, $1,000 to cut your hair, and she's like, $10,000. And they're like, two, and she's like, $7,000, and they're like, three. And they decided on five. Yeah, she had to shave her head on camera.
2: Honestly, like, I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, I, I you know, I understand. Like, y- yes, you are drastically altering your appearance, but hair grows back.
1: But she's an actor and it prevents her from getting jobs.
2: Oh, no, they, wi- they can put a wig on you. I'm- which is what they should have done in the first place here. <laughs> they could put a wig on it, her, which they did for the craft. It didn't stop her from getting the craft now, did it? Eh,
1: whatever. I just
2: went into... Speaking of Skeksis, I just went into full-on Skeksis mode. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Chancellor. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, so... Deb is my favorite character in this movie.
0: Deb, what are you doing?
1: I wanted to have a little chat with Warren. Yeah? Have a little chat with my gun.
2: What do you want, Warren?
1: Robin Tunney is like... The best actor in this movie.
2: Yeah, she's she's pretty good considering. I mean, <laughs> considering what she has to deal with.
1: Also, y- you couldn't believe this, but AJ Johnny Wentworth or Wetworth, you were shocked when I told you this kid was like a heartthrob. Like women found him irresistible. <laughs> SLS. You- no, not not Rory Cochran, not not Lucas AJ.
2: Yeah, I, I
1: the slick backed hair. Yeah, he no. just he looked like a poor man's Ethan Hawk.
2: I guess. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> the scene when he's like trying to talk to her are he's he's fixing the sign and he's like doing his spiel of, of when he's gonna tell her at one thirty seven PM exactly, which is an excellent time.
2: According to SLS.
1: Yeah, Lucas. And um the things he's saying is like, you're like vanilla ice cream. French vanilla ice cream and I turn to you, I'm like, French that vanilla ice cream insulting. is disgusting. It's yellow and it's gross.
0: Corey, I've gotta tell you something. It's about how I feel about you. I I I really, really, really Oh god. You know that feeling you get when you get out of a hot bath and you just feel really refreshed and nice? Well, you make me feel like you make me feel like a bath? Oh. You're like vanilla ice cream. French vanilla ice cream, yeah.
1: It is disgusting. Calling a girl not only does he say that, but he also says she's like a hot bath.
2: Yeah uh, Love to him is very strange. <laughs>
1: like, all of the things... Can you just imagine, like, the other weird shit he could have said? Like, you're like when you come back from a doctor and you find out that you don't have herpes. Like, that's you. <laughs> and I love, I love how you're, like, rolling your eyes. You're like, oh, I hate this song that's playing, which was Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. <laughs> and... I was like, "Oh, I love this song," and, and you were shocked
2: because just every guy I know because it's, it's Dire Straits.
1: Uh, it's Dire Straits. All men just, love Dire Straits.
2: It, just like all men love the the um, guitar, or no, sorry, the drum solo in in the air tonight. Some
0: you and me.
1: Yeah, and the guitar solo that opens up, Layla.
2: I don't know what that song is.
1: Layla? Well, you're in luck because I'm probably going to insert a clip right here. No. See? Isn't that a great solo?
2: <laughs> that I didn't hear and won't hear till later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just lie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was not terrible. But yeah, um unlike
2: this movie.
1: I mean, AJ is like then he just treats her like shit afterwards. Like he he must have read the game way too much.
2: Yeah because he
1: just negs her he really does because then although
2: he does he like he does confess to her like oh i love you and you know blah 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 i've always loved you and this is right after the incident with uh rex Rex manning Manning. but and of course she's like uh not not the time right not the time
1: but then when she's calmed down and then she goes, oh, but you're like my best friend. You're like my brother. But
2: that's fine because if that's what she's feeling, then... But it's
1: not because then, like, like if that was the case, it would have been fine if, if that was the case and she doesn't try to win him at the end and it just ends on a really sad note. But knowing that she's just playing games... Because she's like, I do love you, and blah, 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 blah.
2: I don't think she's playing What game? <laughs>
1: well, at the end, when, when she like pushes him on the ground, and she's like, I loved you, and I do love you, and I probably blew it.
0: Hi. What are you doing up here? You listen to me. <sighs> Hello, Corey. You're so special, and you're so talented, and you have everything it takes. You have more than everything it takes, and you're really stupid because you don't know that. And I know you don't love me anymore, and I know that I blew it, but at least I know that. And if you don't go to art school, and if you don't understand how special you are, then you know nothing. And I did love you, and I still... Only I didn't realize it really was love because it was more than love and it wasn't just some stupid feeling in my stomach like everything else. And I'll never love anybody as much as you and I hate you. Hate you. Corey, Why did you I, I, so
1: much- And I was just scared and I was just saying stuff to run away because I'm on speed.
2: what's happened? Again. Well, first she's like like almost ready to like give herself to the creepy old man. Then she has a panic attack. Then she takes speed, and all while this guy Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: She didn't then just take speed. She's been taking speed the entire movie. Even
2: worse. Even worse. No, I don't think so, because she would have been manic long before we saw her. No, she has
1: this little pill case that she's been taking speed.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know exactly how speed affects the body, but...
1: It's how she stays awake. That's why to introduce her they're like when did you find the time and she uh, said well
2: yeah yeah okay well she she finally cracks later
1: yeah but and she should be like so you know, fucking gone but
2: that's like when he like when she confesses to him you know oh, you know I do feel the same way and she pushes him over that's when he should have been like you know what girl you got a lot going on maybe we revisit this later <laughs> You're On- busy, I'm busy. Honestly, the per- <laughs> You got speed, I don't got speed. <laughs>
1: Honestly, the person he should have been with was Deb. Like
2: Deb. Baldy. <laughs> oh. Mm. Like b- who they throw a fake funeral. They're like, "You know what? She wants to die so bad. We're going to give her a fake funeral." So she can really appreciate what it's like. And then they talk about themselves. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Maybe we don't romanticize death.
1: Or suicide. The,
2: yeah. Or suicide with the person who attempted suicide. Maybe maybe we don't do that. Maybe that's a bad idea.
1: Well, I love how nonchalant she is. She's like, yeah, I tried to kill myself with a Lady Bic. A pink plastic razor with daisies on it. I was like, okay, first off, that's not a Lady Bic. <laughs> but let's not nitpick. Um, how how the fuck was she doing it? Was she just like shaving on her arm? Because she said it took me forever to get through the skin.
2: No, on her wrist. Right. Which, by the way... Uh, the uh, the, the Play-Doh on her arm? The makeup department <laughs> did... So, literally, it just looks like someone just took like a stick of lipstick and was just like, here, we're going to make some cuts. It... It looks like she got in a fight with her cat.
1: It, I mean, it didn't just look like she got attacked by a cat, but it also looked like the makeup department used a lipstick, but yeah. it also looked like Play-Doh, too.
2: Oh, I didn't see Cause any. Because like, like, they, r- they
1: tried to make it look like some of the skin was peeling off.
2: Oh, yeah, I it, didn't see that. It, just, it looked like Play-Doh. I was too distracted by all the bad actors that had <laughs> gathered into one place. It was like they were forming a seance and they were trying to attract the spirit of, the spirit of, uh, I don't know, what would what would you say?
1: Well, she said, when they asked about her riff, she said, I went to rock and roll heaven and I wasn't on the guest list. Which, what? do you remember what? what I said after she said that? I was like, you're not 27.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, stop it. clever. Stop giving yourself credit. Yeah.
1: You're not going to be up there. There we go.
2: The ghost of bad writing. That's what they were trying to summon.
1: Well, also, I love when, so, we need to get to Warren, because we haven't, we're almost an hour in, and we haven't even gotten to
2: Warren. Oh, Warren. Oh, Warren. I talk to God, and she says, yo, what's up? And um, she wants you to
0: lose the gun. You're psycho. You are psycho. What the hell is wrong with you people? You all belong in a lonely bin. Every one of you. Forget you guys. I don't need you. You think you're so happy and you're so goddamn great because you work in a freaking record store. You think you're so superior. Hey, Joe, Lucas steals nine grand from you. You don't do dick to him. So you got to give me a job now?
1: And he only calls himself Warren because... um, they're like, what's your name? And he goes, Warren Beatty. Well, Warren. Because <laughs> they just, yes, and him. Like, and
2: I love how they turn his uh, little mugshot they get there into a photo shoot.
1: Well, that just shows what a tool Rex Manning is, is. He's like, he sees a camera, he sees even a Polaroid camera, and he's like, hey, can I get in there? <laughs> and the song that's playing is Little Bastard. <laughs> and. But I I do love the scene where he's like
2: well, nothing says nothing says career opportunity Scott like a like a shoplifter's mugshot. He's practicing for his actual mugshot. Well, I I love how he
1: he tried shoplifting and his next solution is to rob the place.
2: He, okay, so here's the thing about this. When even if you are a minor, I mean, you can be released to your parents but he his parents must be like
1: he clearly didn't have a good support system.
2: Well for a variety of reasons, but I'm saying just how quickly he's one, able to get out of jail. And two, his first thought is, I gotta go back to that record store where I was wronged. Like, this kid doesn't have anything else going on.
1: And and he's like, how am I going to get a job here? Because I want to be cool and superior like these people. I'll bring a gun. And I'll, I'll take
2: advantage of the weak gun laws that existed at this time.
1: So, yeah, the person... Who... Oh, wait,
2: at this time. They're, they're still not that great. Yeah. Anyway.
1: um. Well, I love when, when they arrest him and he's like, Joe, Joe, Lucas stole $9,000. Tell him, Joe. Lucas stole $9,000. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Lucas, The police are like, yeah, whatever. Mr. Lucas can do whatever the fuck he wants. And he goes... He has a turtleneck. (laughs) You'll be sorry. I just love when AJ just pops up behind him and goes, you'll be sorry, Joe. You'll be sorry. And Anthony LaPaglia goes...
2: Joe's already sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I just pictured that was less the line in the movie and that was Anthony LaPaglia going... Oh, I already am sorry. That's for true. That's for true. I already am sorry. I she- love.
2: I love that your Australian accent is a is a Cockney. Well, it's because Cockney British accent.
1: Because he plays Daphne's brother on Fraser and he's Cockney. Okay, he's a Manchurian. But uh, he, uh, I just, I pointed out to to you that he kept changing. He, like he slipped both him and in MacCaffield who are both Australian, every now and then would slip into a little Australian like
2: A little bit. Here and there.
1: Yeah. And I love how Um to to relax. <laughs> Joe plays the drums and he puts on A C D C but everyone starts dancing like they're Mick Jagger.
2: I really don't want aliens to find this movie after the apocalypse. I really don't want them to find We must this. recreate
1: their society. We only have one frame of reference two, this copy of American Psycho and this copy of Empire Records. So they're sociopaths who work at record stores. And
2: dance very, very, very poorly.
1: But yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't understand why Lucas is... is Dancing like Mick Jagger to ACDC. Because it, it makes no goddamn Look at him.
2: He's exactly that type of person, and you know it. You know it in your soul.
1: Also, I love every time they cancel a song, you just hear like this, uh,
0: Guess who's here?
1: And then explosion. <laughs> like the, the music exploded.
2: They show them cleaning early on and they're not cleaning uh what about when
1: mark cleans a girl's foot (laughs) oh like he's trying to force himself on a woman
2: well like so you you showed me I mean, she's not in one of the booths, but there, there's like parts of the store where you can listen privately to the music. Yeah, I and was explaining this that. to you. I know.
1: <laughs> You're like, they didn't have that. And I'm like,
2: yeah, they did. Well, I, I know in like, you know, I didn't think in the 90s they still had that.
1: Oh, yeah, they definitely did. But there are people having sex in those booths, which means that this is like a brothel and Joe is a madam.
2: <laughs> Basically.
1: Cause at one time he, he does the thing, like the knocking that, that times up. He knocks on the thing and he's Yeah, like, it's
2: not even like a hey, get out of there, you kids. He's just like hey Time. Hey, move along.
1: <laughs> what if this There's was... <laughs> a line forming? What if this is just like a front and it's a brothel and all of these hipsters are just the the version of like prostitute you can sleep with this girl's on speed this one's a turbo slut (laughs) this this guy is the sensitive artist be gentle with him he needs lots of holding and kissing
2: it's just this harem that he's created
1: (laughs) my cadre that he just has all of these celebrities come and sign records yeah (laughs) tomorrow we're gonna have ricky lee jones (laughs) Is either <laughs> Buffy St. Marie I'm just going to say really old these are really old musicians who would be inclined with like the Rex Manning Art Garfunkel
2: but again nobody should be attract. nobody l- lived so we see an entire line of people who are like older or are getting their records signed for their mother there is no reason live Tyler's character should be a attra- well i mean yeah i mean if she has daddy issues but but everybody else everybody else there's no reason
1: I love how kids, you're saying this so that i defend it and then you end up defending it yourself <laughs> well if she has daddy issues like
2: i'm working things out
1: <laughs> but yeah um
2: the right way not like the way these kids do it
1: <laughs> also why Why is Renee Zellweger, so her big thing is she wants to be a singer, but then when she sings at the end, she can't sing.
2: I mean, I suppose in their mind, she can sing. I mean, she gets a huge applause, but here's the thing. A week later, she'll be getting a different kind of clap. She's
1: already got that kind of clap. I know she's got the clap, <laughs>
2: but you have to get tested for it.
1: <laughs> she's got what they call a social disease. It's a disease you get from being social. I just picture her, like, if you look at her, her hair is, like, she's got this 1960s, like, bob going on, but then she's got, like, a 90s, like, heroin chic, like, outfit. So she just looks like something from a Roger Corman sex movie from the 60s. Yeah, so they
2: throw, like, literally, like, a going-out-of-business sale but the sale is a like a last hail mary. It's a rave. Place. They have yeah. a rave. They have a rave. Don't
1: don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. They have a goddamn rave. And
2: everybody comes out of the woodwork like it's the goddamn birdcage.
1: <laughs> we are family.
2: And just everybody is just like just throwing money at this place. Which it it seems like they've they're already like in deep, but I feel like they get deeper and deep. Well, I love how they get uh, the people one. there deeper and deep. Um, I love how they get kegs. They get like all sorts of shit.
1: Well, I love how they get the rave to happen. Is Mark goes on the air. He's like, I work here. I can tell you exactly what happened when this guy shot up the place. And he just goes, "Yeah, a guy, wigged out." But you know, that's not the thing. We're gonna have a little get together tonight. <laughs> Damn the man! A
2: little tat-a-tat.
1: But we glossed over the fact that Mark gets high and watches a Guar music video. Hey!
0: Why don't you join the band
1: and then pictures
2: himself in the video with
1: guar so Who
2: i didn't I knew nothing about guar nothing about
1: guar's great if if you like like metal music and theatrics like they're they're your guys there's one guy wearing basically a metal cock sock. <laughs> He's dressed as like almost. It's a gimp. like
2: Kiss and Ramstein, but turn that shit up to eleven.
1: <laughs> and had some Muppets in there. Yeah. Um. Uh, they they did. What if they
2: took that soundbite? <laughs> I
1: I gotta find it, but they did a, a AV Club Undercovers, and I forgot what song they did. I think they did "Girls Just Want to Have Fun," but they did Gwar did a cover of a song that you wouldn't expect them to do, and they were fantastic get out get
0: in the in get out of my
2: mind
1: um but I was telling you that I was going to have to give you a musical history lesson. So, the song that's playing mm-hmm. when he's watching Guar, it starts with Guar. It's not Guar. He ends up playing Daniel Johnston, who may you rest in peace, he died a few months ago, um, who was this like folk hero, like mentally ill musician who used music to tell his story. <laughs> and. And basically, it doesn't fit the scene, and they only have them because Warner Brothers wanted his album to do well. Once again, it doesn't make goddamn sense. This album is fantastic. The movie is not. Yeah, Also, I love when they're having the um the the concert outside um and Renee Zellweger is dancing but she's doing like the Michael Stipe where she's like throwing her hands in the air and like no
2: she looks like like a video like a youtube video of a kid who like sucked on a lemon and then they're like no <laughs>
1: that's how michael stipe dances like when like, he just... sings like like that that's how he performs if if you see him if you've seen any of the music videos or anytime he's been on Saturday night live as a musical guest. That's what he does. He just he's like uh Andy, did you hear about this one? Andy, are you stuck? And he's like pushing shit out. Like that's yeah. that's how 90s musicians like perform. Like they're having an epileptic fit. <laughs> Someone please take my belt and put it on my tongue. Don't want to swallow my tongue. What? (laughs) If you believe I'm biting on my belt. Biting on my belt. (laughs) What? (laughs) He's having an epileptic.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: (laughs) You're supposed to yes, (laughs) aunt. But yeah, so.
2: Yeah, look, dancing with birds.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love how she's getting. You're not even
2: going to explain that. (laughs)
1: We paused Netflix and different movies are popping up. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. I think American Psycho's next cuz this is now just repeating itself. Oh, whatever the fuck that is.
2: Echo in the Canyon.
1: That's Beck and I think that's Jacob Dylan. Oh. My dad is Bob Dylan. <laughs> I just pictured that everyone in the Dylan family sounds like that like how all the Kennedys sound like,
2: "Mom, you don't understand me." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, it's I'm me. going
2: to run away.
1: You have a lot of nerve. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, when uh, when Renee being the backing vocals, I love how Coyote Shivers just points at her and he's like, "You lead, sing." Yeah. With the guitar, and she's like, "What? What?
2: Me a, a star?" star? <laughs> I cannot understand. So they, they get enough money and, Mitchell. and like Joe turns to the owner. Mitchell. Mitchell. And he says like here this is what I owe you and probably a little bit more. And the guy's like you know what?
1: I'll sell it to you. Real cheap.
2: After all the fight he put up all of a sudden again tonal problem. All of a sudden now he's just You know what? I'll wash my hands of this. Because he's
1: probably so rich off of other businesses that he doesn't need Empire
2: Records. Well, but... So why hasn't he opened his toilet emporium by now?
1: Well, the way he dresses, he dresses like he's a freaking venture capitalist.
2: So (laughs) why isn't he adventure capitaling?
1: I don't know, but it's just... You don't
2: just throw... Uh, like, you don't just throw away a property well, like I- this. Even if you don't like what's in it, and even if like you hate the people you're working with, you know what you do? You sell it to somebody else. <laughs> like Music Town.
1: <laughs> oh, Music Town. I love how it takes AJ the entire movie to get the sign working, and it's only when Tori fa- falls in his arms... <laughs>
2: yeah and she's clearly like this is where she's crashing she's coming Uh, down from her speed eye he should have put a pause on their whole shtick he should have put a pause on it like you know what this girl she needs to get herself together
1: well he should have tricked her He should have got her in his car and then brought her to rehab (laughs) we're gonna be together right yeah, totally. We're totally going to be together.
2: Yeah, you're just going to go here for a few weeks. <laughs> and then when you come out, hopefully you'll be a better person. <laughs> hopefully we'll all be better people by the time you 28 days out.
1: later, you and I will be together, right?
2: It's not about the destination. It's about the friends you made <laughs> along the way.
1: <laughs> Tori, when you get out, I really want to see some macaroni art.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, so, I mean... The one thing that I really want to talk about before we wrap this up is the fact that when Warren goes, uh, Deb decides to play hero, and she's like, "I want to have a little talk with our friend Warren." And he's like, "Talk to my gun," and she's like, "What do you want, Warren?" I talk to God. She says, "What's up?" She says, "I want you to put the gun down."
2: Yeah, that that was that was good. You psycho. That was that was fine.
1: Yeah. Deb's great. Like I wish the movie was about her and
2: But you know what? He probably would have gotten startled and then he would have fired. <laughs> well,
1: it was filled with blanks.
2: Oh, yes, that's right, which is still attempted murder.
1: Well, okay, in that scene, in that scene he's shooting up the place and they go running like like their characters in Scooby Doo, like Lib Tyler and Renee Zellweger, are holding hands and hiding behind, like,
2: yeah, like, and popping up their heads.
1: Let's just say they're they're behind like tribal easy listening music. They're behind a whole bunch of Rusted Roots albums.
2: <laughs> I would
1: like to reach out my hand, <laughs> Warren, put down the gun. <laughs>
2: uh, but <laughs>
1: that threw you off. <laughs>
2: Yes, it did.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say,
2: Does anyone know the lyrics to this song? <laughs> does anyone?
1: I have no idea. That's the answer. I would like to Stop. hold up the store. Joe, get on the floor. Say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, yeah, I I love how, like, there's a man with a gun. And you guys are no, like. No, no,
2: no, 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 there's
1: no, There's a no. child with Not a gun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not a
1: man. There's somebody with a gun. And you guys are holding.
2: There's a fetus. A fetus with a gun.
1: So the actor who plays him, his name is Br- uh, Brendan Sexton.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That looks like the right name for that guy. But. Uh, yeah, it's the, a Brandon. yeah, they're running like their fucking characters in the Scooby Doo, like because he's like, my name's not Warren, my name's not fucking Warren, and then like they pop their heads out, his name's not Warren, his name's not Warren, his name's not Warren. I thought his name was Warren. Row. <laughs> like,
2: it's, boom, they all get shot. Movie ends. How many bagels, Scott?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't end that way. It ends with them dancing on the roof, and. Then they make Warren a fucking employee because this was his job interview.
2: Like, but he goes to they say we're gonna process him and take him to juvenile hall. He'd be But then they say there's
1: nothing that because there was blanks in the gun.
2: That which is not true. Right. Which is not true. I know this for a fact. We actually like did a case study in college. It doesn't matter if there are blanks in the gun. It doesn't matter if the, the, the assailant knows he can't kill the victim. What matters is what the victim believes.
1: <laughs> it's just so messed up. This has
2: been my TED Talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then like, Joe's like, I like your moxie. I'm going to give you a job.
2: Yeah. He's like, who's going to give me a job?
1: But but I love how I will. I uh, thinking because about it because
2: my morals are already loose. Why not make them looser?
1: But thinking about it, the only reason why Joe gave him a job is because he probably thought that he was going to lose his job the next day. So yeah, why not? Yeah. And then the movie ends with them fucking dancing on the roof, and I found out why why Coyote Shivers, why Liv Tyler's dad stepdad is not in that scene, because they shot. In the um, Sugar High music thing, they shot Rex Manning coming back, realizing he, what a douche he was, and he comes out and he plays with them and the cops come and arrest them like in a heart uh, like in um Let It Be, like at the end of Let It Be when they arrest the Beatles. Okay. Which that didn't happen at all. They're <laughs> like, I wanted a let it be moment with the police come. Like I don't think they're arresting him for playing music. I think they're arresting Rex Manning for being a sexual predator. <laughs> Once again, that man is disgusting. Baseball glove, Johnny Bench. <laughs> what? It's for <from> Marcher. <laughs> but, anyways, how many bagels?
2: Honestly, one. Really only for the scene with the shoplifter. yeah yeah only that that was the only ounce of entertainment i got
1: i like this movie because it's a guilty pleasure but i i realize how bad it is i'm giving it four bagels one for robin tunney because she's excellent as deb she's like the best she's fine of all the actors in this she's movie, fine. she's doing the Lord's work. I like Renee Zellweger leaving a bagel in there um For the a
2: bagel sh- of day you two can rescue the turbo sluts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh the shoplifting scene and I actually really like the um uh the <laughs> The woman at in Atlantic City who goes, "Baby, you are sex." I totally
2: forgot about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, who? A woman who is clearly a prostitute. <laughs> She's like, "I'll blow on your desk, baby. You are sex." Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So she she gets one of my bagels, and um, none for for Liv Tyler. <laughs> none for Liv Tyler. She is awful in this movie. She doesn't movie. need
2: them. She's on speed. She doesn't need to eat. She
1: Okay, Liv Tyler is so bad in this movie. I don't understand how this was the movie that Tom Hanks saw, and he's like, I need to cast her in That Thing You Do. Also, this was also the movie that uh, Michael Bay saw and casted her in Armageddon. <laughs> she got so many roles. They
2: see something we don't but Uh,
1: Cameron Crowe saw this movie and casted Renee Zellweger. He saw early dailies and casted her and Jerry Maguire.
2: I, I, I really don't know what to say. (laughs) I am at a loss for words. Then this
1: movie got put on the back burner and ended up opening around the same time as Jerry Maguire. So like, I don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we're in nineties, November. Um, Speaking of that thing you do, that's our next movie that we're doing. Yay! And I have a, I have two very special guests coming to do that with me. So uh, you'll find out next time. So, Haley, thank you for doing this. I'm sorry you had to slog through it.
2: It was a slog. It was like um, in NeverEnding Story, what's that swamp of sadness that kills the horse?
1: Are you the horse?
2: Yes. I am Artax. <laughs> No, please, I'll... please insert that clip. <laughs> Artex! you're sinking! Come on, turn around!
0: You have to now! Come on, Artyx! against the sadness, Artex!
1: What if I just in, uh, inserted the <laughs> the clip of Lonely Island doing Falcor having sex with <laughs> with Bastion? Falcor.
2: No, the other one.
1: <laughs> oh, Artax. But he wasn't sad. It was. It was. What's his name? Who was sad?
2: No, no. The, the sad. Like, the, never mind. <laughs> that's that's a that's a bagel basket for another I, time. Yeah,
1: because I have a lot of thoughts on never ending story that like piss me
2: off. You could say they're never ending. Yeah. Uh-oh.
1: like why cast a different actor to play bastion and play the other guy it should be the same fucking kid anyways we'll get we'll get into that later in probably april Anywho, so,
2: <laughs> so look forward to that like six months from now
1: um now was the time last year where i teased Romeo and michelle and that was a great episode mm. but if you want to follow us on twitter please go to at W-R-T-R-B-A-G-E-L-B-S-K-T. You can also find us on Instagram.
2: All the links are on the website, curlingonfilm.com.
1: And uh, yeah, please give us a five-star review if you like the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, don't say anything at all because please don't bring our rating down. (laughs) But if you like us, tell your friends. And then they'll tell two friends and they'll (laughs) tell two friends and so on and so on. Anyways, I'm Scott Carolyn. Sweetie, thank you for being here.
2: You're welcome.
1: Bye.
0: Lil's and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From the Shags to Attila, from cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lil's and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network and wherever podcasts may be found
1: movies are bombing all over the country they are posing as movies you already know they may be in your theaters your neighbor's home or
0: even your own why are you doing that voice i don't know (coughs) I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-host Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking,
2: complete with our own fantasy casting.
0: You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Radio Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even...
1: Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. Hi, this is Tony, the host of the Flix x ray podcast. Each week, I am joined by guests...
0: Hey-oh. Hello. Yo. Why, hello there. Hello. Hey.
1: Hello. Hello. And we have a roundtable discussion where we dig deep and x-ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones, too. We really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten, maybe in the past, and still lovable films. If you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxray.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Goodnight, Internet!